Do you have a bully inside your head telling you that you're not good enough? Do you lean towards self-defeat? Do you have trouble believing in yourself? And are you dying to learn how to become the perfect version of you? A you that you dream about? If you answered yes, then you're like me, and this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Journey to Worthy podcast. This is a podcast for people who want to feel strong, to help awaken the force within you, to learn tools and tips for living an extraordinary life, because everyone deserves to feel powerful, to create a life that they love. I'm your host, Jeremy Long, and I want to share my journey with you. Welcome to the Journey to Worthy. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Journey to Worthy podcast. Today's episode pays homage to earlier episodes of the show with the first interview of season three. So this is going to be bringing back a familiar voice to some of you, one of my best friends and colleagues, Michael Liani. So this is a very fresh, unscripted, off-the-cusp episode, which offers insight into our personal lives, where we discuss everything from recovery, dealing with anxiety, taking brave actions, and using vulnerability as a platform for growth. If there's something you've been putting off doing in your life and have some fear around taking action, and maybe you need to channel some inner courage, this is probably the episode for you. Michael shares his return journey to the stage to revisit his passion for acting. You will surely see the power in embracing your fears and taking action to get a life that you want. So find out what's holding you back by tuning in now. Okay, well... No performance. We're gonna do this real, real, authentically, totally. Openness, love. We're, we're gonna tap honor. into our gut. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. So what are we? What are we doing here? This is this is a new format. We're just gonna talk and see what comes up and reflect and unscripted. Unscripted. Off the. No, I don't know. I was gonna say off, off the, the record. That's not off the right. cusp. Off the cusp. There you go. Yeah, I like off the cusp. So here we are. Here we are. We're in. This is Michael. This is Jeremy. They should be familiar with you by now. Yeah. Except I feel like since we've done those two episodes, I interviewed you. You interviewed me. That's right. So I feel like things have shifted for both of us, probably. Since then, I would say so. Since yeah. Since then, yeah. Well, lots have changed, I think. Mm-hmm. I think there's just been lots of growth, um, different circumstances, yeah. and challenges. I think to maybe touch base on our last couple of conversations on this podcast about recovery, what's really interesting to me about recovery is that when new challenges come up, or maybe the repeating challenges from the past, mm, mm-hmm. they sometimes feel new because you're new and you have these <laughs> new skills mm-hmm. to try to navigate and regulate your emotion and response to the challenge and the stressors. Right. And sometimes you don't know that you have the new skills yet because you look at the same recurring theme or challenge and you're like oh this is a, this is again but you we have to like realize that we're newly capable maybe yeah and we're just not too sure about how what the outcome's going to be right because we haven't really effectively put those new skills 
and new ways to respond to challenges and stressors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of daunting. I like that. Like, because what comes to mind when you say that is like, um, for me, it's whenever I go to try something new or do something that's hard. And initially I'm like, that's, that's going to be too challenging or too much. But then when I'm on the other end of it, like I've, I've tried it, I've done it. And then I've turned around, looked back and I've realized, oh, like it's so different than what I originally thought was going to happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I feel that. Mm-hmm. What's an example of how that's happened for you? Facing new challenges. Sure. As, as the new self. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I'm becoming. Well, I remember, I think it was during the holiday season, mm-hmm. you and I were in a mall. Mm-hmm. And we were shopping. Mm-hmm. And... If you remember, we had that on-the-spot kind of intro coaching session. Right. That was when I was sort of like, you should experience this and let's let's have a coach session. And it just happened to be in the middle of a, a mall. <laughs> With everybody around. With everyone around, yeah. That was, that was a really cool moment. It was a cool moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what I found, what I learned about myself is for the most part... I am comfortable, mm. or I feel comfortable, or I perform comfortable. Even the way you said perform, there was performance in the way you said that word. Yes. <laughs> yes. Performance. <laughs> uh, and it's interesting about performance. When I got uncomfortable right. is when you started asking what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Or what I wanted to explore. And that became uncomfortable because a part of me wanted to explore acting. Right. Revisit it. Or revisit it. Right. Because you had done acting in high school? That's right. I've done drama before. And... But there was hesitation because... Well, it was avoidance of pain. You know, the the context to that is I went to an art school. I was in drama. But my last year or two, I developed a lot, a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of moments where I thought I was having a panic attack. Yeah. I also was smoking a lot of pot mm-hmm. then. And partying a lot and kind of getting caught up in relationships. and didn't really have healthy coping skills. Right. So I think my anxiety increased and everything that I was going through at the time, I didn't really want that to be exposed. Right. I didn't know how to, if I guess, overperform or mask that. And the reason why it was difficult for me to have that conversation with you in the mall, which I think was significant because it was around everyone. There was exposure. Well, we even did like a a mock sort of what if you were on stage in front of these people and we were in the mall. So it was like symbolic of what acting class could be, but almost in a, in a way that could be too much or too scary. 
but it was challenging. Yeah, and it was too much and scary because it brought up some pretty intense emotions like shame. Mm. Shame for avoiding. Mm -hmm. Avoiding the possibility of revisiting it. Because a part of me feels like 20 years went by and my biggest fear was, well, what happens if I start doing it now and I'm going to enjoy it? Then I'm going to resent that I waited this long. (laughs) So I'm avoiding that. Right. And I'm also avoiding... But that's also avoiding the potential of the enjoyment or even success. Well, that's why I think that little micro mini mall coaching session in the, you know, was really great. You know, you asked a question that made me, you know, very uncomfortable. And that's, there was a big aha moment because that's when I really tapped into how much past trauma really plays into how I view myself. Right. My potential and the intentions and the trust of the people around me. And it was emotional. Mm-hmm. It was really emotional for me. And I really wasn't expecting that. And you had asked me to name, to give a name to my inner critic. Mm-hmm. And I did. And that really helped out because since then, every time, let's say I went to a job interview or I went to present, uh, try to get more business as a freelancer, Mm -hmm. sometimes I would tell my inner critic, as he said, you know, go take a walk. Yeah. Go to the playground. I need to take care of this stuff. Right. Um, And since then... We've been talking about revisiting acting classes, and I have been passing this acting class sign (laughs) up the street for years now, and it's something I've always wanted to do, but I've been avoiding because of fear of judgment, um, the fear of getting up in front of people and feeling vulnerable. You also talked about how it was the fear of, what if I can't handle my emotions? Because what about that anxiety that comes up? And experiencing that and not being in control. That was very much a part of it. I feel that I've done a lot of work with my own mental health. Right. And doing therapy and dialectical behavior therapy. And learning to maybe alleviate intense emotions. Or at least process them. Exactly. Yeah. But also to be in control of the volume at which they show up. Yeah, and about being in control, I spent so much time trying to feel like I was in control. Mm -hmm. So the idea of putting yourself out there to be vulnerable is very uncomfortable. And the idea of losing control creates a sense of panic. Yeah. So, I did research. I became more comfortable with the idea of going to explore acting and I made myself accountable. Mm -hmm. I registered. What was cool was right before that was you had all this knowledge and you came to me like on a call and you were like, it starts on Tuesday and I don't know, 
But in my mind, I'm like, he's already decided. But there's like this little, you know, critic or fear that showed up and you wanted to explore that. But like you already knew when it was starting. You're like, I have until this date to like register. And I was like, in my head, I'd, it sounds like you were already ready to register. And but you just hadn't caught up to that yeah. part yet. Best thing I've done for myself. Mm -hmm. The first day when I went in and I was waiting my gosh, a sense of panic came over me. Right. I thought I was ha going to have a panic attack and I thought that I had to to run out and leave. I breathed through that. I practiced yeah. mindfulness. I also told myself that it's completely normal yeah. uh, to feel this way and that other people around me are potentially nervous as well. In, in anything, not, not just acting, like any activity... Sometimes we sign up for something new and we're like, yes, I want this. And then you get there. I think we talked about that. Like you get there and you're like, why am I here? Like, why did I sign up for this? And everyone goes through similar feelings. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that I've grown up and I don't know if you've experienced the same thing is that to feel uncomfortable or to feel vulnerable equates to weakness Yeah. somehow. Mm -hmm. And with me navigating through my lens being gay, mm. trying to build self-esteem mm -hmm. and confidence, I built all these things, I placed all these things in order. I wore all these masks to protect me. Mm -hmm. So this idea of unveiling uh, and, and exposing myself mm -hmm. was intimidating. And everything that, throughout the four days that I was there, it was uncomfortable. But one thing I learned was feeling, um, that it's, it feels good to become comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. And that's exactly what this entire foundations of Meisner method acting was about. Yeah. It was about unperforming. It was about not performing not acting. It was about tapping into your gut, mm -hmm. emotions, and impulse impulses. Right. Practices like looking into a stranger's eye, mm -hmm. having these exercises, really feeling vulnerable, being put on the spot, Michael, you're going to go on stage and you're going to tell everyone one thing that you want people to know about yourself and another thing that you don't want people to know about yourself. Vulnerable. That was so vulnerable. And a lot of myself, my ego, if you will, I wanted to perform. Because in my mind, I wanted to look good. Right. But I really took a moment. I, I really listened to the instructor and the practice. I took a deep breath. I really tapped into my gut. And really let go of this idea of performance. Mm -hmm. And everything just came out organically. Right. I think people view actors as people wearing masks, mm -hmm. people who are performing. But really, good acting, you're tapping into those emotions. The script and, and the angles and the movement and the direction, that all falls into place, sure. But really, it's about the ability to be okay with to tap into these emotions and to unveil your humanity. Right. And all I could say is, 
I went in not knowing what my expectations were. I went in fresh. Mm -hmm. I never even explained to anybody that I took acting before. I never even explained, fully explained why I was there. Mm. I kept it light. I didn't need it. I didn't need to make it this big thing. Right. But I'm so happy, and I said this to you before, I'm just so happy that I showed up. Mm -hmm. Because this has been weighing on me for such a long time. Right. And the more exposure I have to environments that make me uncomfortable, the easier it's going to get for me. But one thing that I've learned from the instructor at this particular school, they were quoting some other actor and saying, look, before an actor hits the stage, I'd be nervous if they weren't nervous. (laughs) You have to feel. Right. Otherwise, if you're not tapped into your feeling, you're faking it. Which is going to read to the audience. The audience can pick up on that. Right. If, we just, if we're just sitting here looking into each other, mm-hmm. into each other's eyes and the body language, the most subtle thing can suggest an emotion or suggest right. something that's, that's going on. And that's what this foundation was all about. All the exercises kind of sounded counterintuitive and <laughs> I was like wondering what the purpose of it was. Right. But it all makes sense. And in fact, I got an email from them and it was a bit of feedback on my progress. Oh, wow. And that was very validating. And uh. they suggested I continue uh, on to, yeah. to other programs, which is something I'm willing to explore. Um, and again, I don't know what the end result is. I, I don't really have any expectations. I'm not sure if acting is something I want to do. But I will say one thing. It just feels good to show up, to make room to explore, as you said before, to be curious I just feel really, I I feel fulfilled and I feel like a bunch of weight has been lifted off my shoulders and I just feel proud of myself. And to be honest with you, if we didn't have that dialogue in the mall at the time, I don't think I would have showed up as I did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, thank you for that because I would have just continued avoiding. But now I've made space for it. And it feels great. That's so cool. You light up a lot when you talk about it. And I remember there was a call that we had just that week before you enrolled. And it was, again, around the nerves, around what if I what if I tap into those emotions and it's out of control. But all I did on that call was champion you in saying, you are in control. You've done all this work. It doesn't just go away. And now what I, like what I hear a lot in what you're saying is that it isn't so much the importance about the result of acting or, you know, that specific class, but it was the, it wasn't the result. It was the action that you took and like seeing that, you know, you were capable of taking the action and not worrying about the outcome. That's classic anxiety, isn't it? Totally. What if, what if, what if, what if? Worst case scenario. Well, what if, you know, I mean, Exactly. Except we always what if on the negatives. We never what if on what could be, what is possible. You know, we just catastrophize. And again, that's like classic anxiety. Yeah. What's really interesting about acting and about this acting course was taking the attention away from yourself Mm. and reading someone else 
Yeah. And responding to someone else's needs. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is built into acting, and I listened. Mm-hmm. And I just was opened. And I didn't allow myself to perform. I, I literally allowed myself to feel anxious, to feel awkward at some times. Mm-hmm. I didn't fight it. I didn't mask it. I really allowed the humanity to be there. Mm-hmm. I allowed myself to be open to sharing that humanity and I think that really scares people and in our society it's not really conducive is it to business performance if you will well you know like and maybe that's changing slowly like, I hope so like yeah. when you were talking about that earlier I was thinking about like how Brene Brown talks about leadership right and vulnerability is what usually people you know they put in a box and they put it in the closet and don't talk about it but now it's more like vulnerability creates op- opportunity for connection and and even leading a team of people where they actually you know they trust you and they believe you because you're willing to be vulnerable with them and I think that that's changing you know I love that word willingness uh, that's something that is a big takeaway for me from all of this was that I had the willingness to show up mm-hmm. to be and feel uncomfortable yeah it really does a number on your ego mm-hmm. you know the ego is always there right the ego will always be there well, and that's when you become the observer of the ego brain or the ego voice in your head. And you realize that the feelings that are associated with that, you know, some of that shame and guilt or whatever, or fear, that it's just an experience you're having. It's not actually you. Yeah. The ego needs to cling on. Or to avoid. Opposites. Or to avoid. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it's quite fascinating everything that I thought acting was kind of was thrown out the window going into this program. And I, to be honest, I just feel, I feel grateful Mm. that I had the opportunity to do this. It really, it just feels, it feels good. I like that because you said so much about how, how much you've thought about it over the years. And it was like the time, like it came up, the opportunity presented itself in your life for you to face this because it probably has happened in the past. And then now you actually did. And I feel like we all do that so much, like things come up and we just kind of avoid because avoiding the feelings we assume will be the way to process it, but it doesn't, it just keeps lingering. Well, people just sit and stick with what's familiar. Yeah. Even if familiar is uncomfortable sometimes. But it's like I'm going to do something new. Mm-hmm. No matter what I do, there's always going to be this cycle. Yeah. Or that inner critic. Yeah. Or this genetic makeup. What have you. So if I'm going to be anxious sitting at home, I might as well be anxious... Potentially on stage. Mm -hmm. Again, just having the openness and the willingness to do that. You know, Breen Brown 
Is it Breen? Brene. Brene. <laughs> <laughs> you could use that, you know? I don't... It's it's okay to make that mistake. Oh, yeah. I'm not embarrassed. And if I was embarrassed, I'd be okay feeling embarrassed. Because it doesn't dictate who you are or no. how you feel about yourself. No. It's just an experience that you're having. Exactly. Courage isn't possible without vulnerability. Mm. And society, as she says teaches everyone to be courageous but without being vulnerable totally and that Which netflix is... special on it's is incredible and everyone everyone needs to see that yeah um uh, and i haven't seen her youtube one yet i haven't i've, I've seen the bits TED and talk pieces. you mean yeah, so, yeah that the one TED talk? Yeah. yeah the one that went viral by accident <laughs> but and was the is still the number one watched i think so yeah but see what happens when you make room for possibilities. Yeah. You know, she showed up to that TED Talk not really knowing what yeah, she was going to do. Yeah, opened up. Because she could have said no. And she said yes because she thought it was going to be a certain way. It was like, she thought it was just going to be some of her colleagues. And she didn't even want to do that. And then it happened and she, instead of just talking about the stats on, you know, being vulnerable, she just, like, she's talked about herself being vulnerable and how she hates vulnerability. And that is vulnerable. Yeah, that is vulnerable. And that's why it went so viral. Yeah, it's so interesting. The difference between these people who at least finish the finishing line mm. eventually mm. is that you have to show up to participate to do line. the action. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's what distinguishes some of these people who are out there. They were willing to make themselves vulnerable. Mm. My mother has always said, the person who gets the most no's gets the most yeses. It's like Wayne Gretzky's quote, the person who, boy, slap the, the, the hockey analogy. <laughs> I don't know. Something about, oh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You I have to take them. Yeah. And you know what I love? This is what I love about RuPaul. Because <laughs> RuPaul, it's all about vulnerability. It is. It really is. People it, don't see that. People just think it's a big show. It's performing. But it's not. It's about vulnerability. It's about showing a different side. Being willing to act a fool. And to take a risk. And to yes. be in the uncomfortable. You have to... Look, you're never going to be in those roles if you're not going to be okay with vulnerability. Yeah. And, and that's what they all get. Mm. They all get that. And you're right. I think the general public looks at it as a big facade and a big show. Mm. Sure. But again, behind the curtain and leading up to it, there's all vulnerability. If you're going to put yourself out there, you got to face... It's going to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You're going to face critics. Yeah. And RuPaul's really great at showing that humanity and yeah. being okay and so are the uh, the judges as well yeah i think you know uh, anyone who isn't a performance based or an entertainer knows what it's like to feel vulnerable well and that those that take the biggest risks with vulnerability in performance right are the ones usually that make success yeah out of themselves yeah i mean there could be someone as just as talented as let's say uh, as sean mendez sitting in their basement Right. Yeah. The difference is, is that Sean Mendez got showed up, up yeah. and got out there. 
and he's still vulnerable and he talks about anxiety mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. And you, and you do see it in interviews too, uh, you know, with these celebrities that are coming out and sometimes, you know, how you cringe and things are uncomfortable, you know, with cer- certain interviews and stuff, but that's kind of, that's humanity, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know? I like that because it makes me think around, like, sometimes we look at celebrities or, you know, performers as beyond us. But I like what you said around there, the ones that got out there. And they're also suffering with the same, you know, insecurities that I here I am at home thinking, like, I could never do blank. When really, they also thought that, and then they just went and did it anyways, you know? Which is what I want to do more of, which is what I want for people to do more of in their lives as well. They are constantly is, putting themselves out there. Which is what you just did. Which yes. Which is what you did with acting. Which I think you do a great job with helping people come to that answer themselves. You know, you providing the space, asking the right questions, really helped create a path for me to make that decision to show up. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I, I, I was happy to be that space, ask questions around what do you want, looking back on this from the future, what would you have wanted to have done, you know, what's important to you, and it felt like facing this was important to you, even though it came with some discomfort. Absolutely. Again, even if the, even if I, the end result is winning the Oscar, becoming a <laughs> famous, famous actor, I mean, there's so many things that I can take from this that I can apply to anything. Yeah. Whether that's getting on stage to deliver a speech, mm-hmm. whether that's doing an inspirational talk, maybe doing a presentation to get more clients in my own PR biz, mm-hmm. whether that is showing up to the interview that would terrify me. Mm-hmm. You have to practice. You. You have to be able to fall and bruise and cut your knees in order to keep on coming up. It's going to be pain, sweat, and tears. It's not going to be easy. But that's the riches of life because if you just play it safe, you're missing out on, yeah, some of those low lows, but also those high highs. Exactly. Mm. You know, it's funny. All my life, I've taken so many risks. Risks with drugs and alcohol. With bad behavior. Mm-hmm. Risks with my ego. So, I did all that very well. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's like, well, wait a second. If I could take all those risks and take all that gamble. Yeah. Then let me take that same level and apply it to something that's going to be sustainable and meaningful and meaningful and purpose with intention and something that's going to be sustainable to the longevity of maintaining a life that's worth living yeah it's interesting that risks it's easy to take risks when being careless but it's so hard to take risks when it's something that is meaningful, but that's when it's the most important. And that's why I'm excited to continue this journey to worthy. Ooh, right. That's where I Bring plug you home. in. Journey to worthy. No, seriously, I just want to thank you for 
coming into my life. If I didn't show up at the AA meeting, even though I had all these judgments and, and fears, I wouldn't have met you and the friendship's been great. Mm-hmm. It's really kind of set the standard of what type of friendships and relationships I'm looking for. Yeah, I like we talked about that last week when we were sort of reflecting on who was around us. And I feel like that's reciprocal. It's like now we've created like what we want in friendships and in social circles. And it's like something of like respect, but also challenge. And I don't know, we, we, we have cool things going on. Like we, we want for good things for each other and for ourselves. Oh, I think creating spaces, including this podcast to have, open, authentic emotions mm-hmm. and communication creates authentic connections. Right. And much in the past, throughout alcohol and drug abuse, I was creating all these false identities and these relationships that weren't based on good intentions. Or maybe what it was supposed to look like. Right. Yeah. And... So, look, changing some parts of my life and being open and creating more space for possibilities. Uh, I wouldn't have shown up to the acting classes if it wasn't for my sobriety. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't for the spaces that, you know, you kind of provide to have this open dialogue and help me come to those help me come to those answers myself so Mm -hmm. thank you jeremy and thank you to journey to worthy i'm looking forward to continuing this journey with you my dear friend i love it oh that's lovely anything else you want to add jeremy coming back to the podcast now after quite a large hiatus was because in my mind I was building up to who I was supposed to be on this show. And I realized looking back now, like my inner critic and my saboteur were in full gear and telling me that I shouldn't start recording again until I knew what it was supposed to look like and to get really clear and to make it really professional and perfect. And and it's part of the journey that that's like the opposite of the value that I want to honor and the opposite of the message that I want to give to people, which is why I started this podcast in the first place, which was a way of showing who I am vulnerably and, you know, exposing my blunders at a public level so that you feel like you're not alone. But now, now coming back, why I'm coming back now, it's that my life trajectory has changed. It's not just about you're not alone. That's not my message anymore. It's that you're not alone and you're, you know, you're, you've got more options than you think. You're more powerful than you think. And that's why this journey into coaching for me has changed who I show up as for myself in my life, but also for others. And why, like, why I feel like I know it's my right, it's the right move in my career, in my life. It's the right role that I'm supposed to have is to challenge people to see that they're they're more powerful than they know. I want the best for people and I want them to face the things they want to face and go grab the things that they want in their lives. And I feel like I did that. Mm -hmm. And 
if we all waited until we felt something was perfect, nothing would get done. You know? Mm. That's so true. Thank you for having me on this show. Thank you Although for... it's not a show, it's the unshow. Because it's unperformance. <laughs> it's unmasked. Off the cusp. Yeah. Unmasked. Unscripted. Unscripted. Openness and vulnerability. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> Bye-bye. Well, there you have it, ladies and gents. I hope that you took away some motivation from today's episode to stop waiting, to start acting. Well, maybe not literally, unless you want to. To take risks, to be willing to be vulnerable. And what is it you may be missing if you don't? I'll leave you with these questions to ask yourself. How many times have you not shown up for what you want? What could your life look like if you stopped waiting to act on your desires? How have you been avoiding vulnerability and taking risks? And what do you want more of in your life? What could you be doing from this point forward if you stopped fearing embarrassment, if you embraced your potential? Because guess what, people? If you look back at all your most fulfilling, proud moments in your life, are they from experiences where everything was easy, where you didn't have to struggle? No. My best moments are when I had to overcome something. When you look back to times when you made it through something you were intimidated by, you usually look back and realize it wasn't that scary once you've done it. Okay, to bottom line this episode, as Will Smith once said, on the other side of your maximum fear are all of the best things in life. So face your fears and take the leap, everyone. And thanks for tuning in to another episode of Journey to Worthy Podcast. Check out the show notes for all the resources that we talked about here. Follow me on Instagram at Journey to Jeremy and share this episode on your social media. Tag a friend. And please, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and review so that we can reach more people with the show. And if something in this episode resonated with you and you're ready to take your life to the next level, maybe you're ready to break through some of those fears and take action on your life journey, reach out to me. Head over to journeytoworthy.com and book a free strategy call with me today because everyone deserves to feel powerful. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week.